Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Wednesday, December 7th, and this is People Every Day. Hey there, everyone. I'm People Senior Movies Editor, Nigel Smith. I'm filling in for Janine today, and I am so excited to be with you all. We've got a great show for you, including a 2022 retrospective with our friends at Entertainment Weekly, a behind-the-scenes look at our cover story with cover star Blake Shelton, and all of the highlights from last night's People's Choice Awards. So much to get into, so let's dive right in. We begin with a People exclusive, a source confirmed to People that actress Nia Long and former Boston Celtics head coach Ime Uduka have officially ended their 13-year relationship. As you may recall, Udoka was relieved of his head coaching duties earlier this year after reports surfaced that he engaged in an affair with a staffer within the Celtics organization. He and Long were never married, but do share 11-year-old son Kez. A ref for the Best Man franchise actress said, quote, The situation is unfortunate and painful, but Nia is focusing on her children and rebuilding her life, and added that they are, quote, no longer together, but remain fully committed to co-parenting their son, Kez. Word broke about Adoka's indiscretion in September, just a few weeks before the beginning of the NBA season. The former coach and player later issued a public apology to players and fans and, quote, the entire Celtics organization and my family for letting them down. Last week, Long opened up on what the past few months have been like when she told a news outlet, quote, I think the most heartbreaking thing about all of this was seeing my son's face when the Boston Celtics organization decided to make a very private situation public. Hopefully, Long and her family can now begin to move past what has undoubtedly been a very difficult past few months. Google has released its list of the most popular searches of 2022. And coming in at number one, I feel like I'm channeling fellow Canadian Casey Kasem here. (laughs) Coming in at number one for the most searched people of the year is Johnny Depp. The Johnny Depp and Amber Heard defamation trial dominated headlines and most of my work life during the summer months. And now Heard has officially filed her appeal. In court filings obtained by People, Heard and her new lawyers are questioning the June verdict in addition to why the trial was allowed to take place in Virginia instead of California. During the highly publicized trial, the jury found that Heard defamed Depp in her op-ed about domestic violence and the Pirates of the Caribbean actor was awarded more than $10 million in damages. Additionally, Heard won one of her defamation counterclaims and was awarded $2 million herself. Heard's lawyers are suggesting that the two verdicts contradict each other and are claiming the damages awarded to Depp are excessive given the narrow time frame for which Depp could recover. Depp himself is appealing his ex-wife's counterclaim verdict. As always, we continue to keep a close eye on this seemingly never-ending saga. 
And now let's turn our attention to this week's cover story where longtime country singer Blake Shelton opened up about his new TV series, his marriage to Gwen Stefani, and his new chapter in life. When I started on The Voice in 2011, that was 10 years into my career as a, as a country artist. And I never really made it to the A level of, of country artists until I became a coach on The Voice. He's a country singer, he's a stepdad, he's Mr. Gwen Stefani, and now he's ready to say goodbye to the NBC competition show, The Voice. I'm, of course, talking about Blake Shelton, who is this week's People cover star. Blake opens up about his new show, Barmageddon, what's next after The Voice, and, of course, his marriage. Let's dive into everything. Joining me now to do just that is the woman and rock star journalist who spoke with Blake, People's senior music editor, Melody Chu. Hey, Mel, it's so good to see you. Thanks, Nigel. You too. Well, Blake has been on The Voice for 23 seasons. That's a crazy number. 23. He has nothing but love for the show, and it has to be really bittersweet for him to be leaving the show after such an incredible tenure there. Exactly. 23 seasons, 12 years, which is basically all of his 30s, most of his 40s. He said, you know, this is obviously a decision that he has been weighing. You don't just sign away 12 years of your life without thinking about it. But he just loves the people there so much. They depend on him. And when he started, he had had hits. He was well-known in country, but he wasn't like that A-level, he said. And the voice is really what made him a household name. So obviously his heart is in the show and, and he loves it, but it was time. Yeah, well, we're sad to, to see him go, but I'm sure it's obviously not the last we're going to be seeing of him. There's one coworker from his hit show, The Voice, that he won't have to say goodbye to just yet, and that is the show's host, Carson Daly. The two are very close friends, and he's on their new show, Barmageddon, where you'll see celebrities head to Blake's Bar in Nashville and play some over-the-top bar games. It's out now on USA Network. Now, what did Blake share about continuing to work with his good friend, Carson? Obviously, the show is a good time, and that's sort of their friendship, too. But both of them said, behind all of the TV glitz and glam, there's a real friendship. Their families are very, very close. Carson, when I talked to him, said, you know, Blake and Gwen are those friends who really show up when it matters. When his mom passed, and they were very close, and he had no idea they were showing up at the funeral. But he turned around, and they were sitting right there. They had flown into town for just hours to be there for him. And he was like, that is sort of the definition of their friendship. They're the real deal. So aside from his friendship with Carson, The Voice also introduced Blake, obviously, to his wife, Gwen Stefani. The two wed last July, and it sounds like married life has been pretty good for them, flower seeds and all, right? <laughs> exactly. All they do, he says, is like plant things, work on their new house that they built in Oklahoma. And it sounds, I guess, like kind of boring for someone who's the biggest rock star in the world and the biggest country star in the world, but that's exactly what they want now. He said they've spent most of their lives touring, chasing the career, and now, of course, they're busy as ever, but it's just sort of rejiggering the priorities. They work hard to find this really happy life together, and they don't want to squander that. And it sounds like they like their off time, right? They watch Ozark, and they just chill at home like, like most couples do. Exactly. He said after The Voice, which they are very long days of taping and filming, all they want to do is get in the car, pajamas, couch. Like that's that's the deal the rest of the night. I love that. And I can relate. 
So Gwen has three sons from her marriage to Bush frontman Gavin Rossdale, and the role of stepdad is something Blake is really taking seriously. What else did he have to say about being a stepdad? He, of course, fell in love with Gwen Stefani, but he felt just as in love with her sons. And he's always been this bonus parent. They've only been married a year, but especially Apollo, who was, I think, only two when, when they started dating, he, he has really had a hand in raising them just by being her partner for so long. And now that he is officially their stepdad, it means more to him than ever to really, really be there as someone that they can depend on, you know, attend the soccer games and baseball games or whatever it is that they, they want to see their parents face at. Well, now hopefully he has a lot more time to do that. It's just beautiful to hear that they're at this wonderful stage in their lives. You can read more of Mel's fabulous interview with Blake Shelton on people.com and be sure to pick up a copy of the magazine, which hits newsstands this Friday. Melody, this is a great interview and thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks, Nigel. 2022 has been an incredible year for movies. And coming up, we are going to be sitting down with Entertainment Weekly's editor-in-chief, Patrick Gomez, to discuss the best and the worst films of the year. The first, last night, was the People's Choice Awards. And despite what my husband thinks, no, they are not awards from us here at People Magazine. They are awards voted on by you, the people. After the break, we will get into the most memorable moments from last night's big award show. We will be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back and it's time to get into some of my favorite moments from last night's People's Choice Awards. It was such a fun night and I was glued to the TV and apparently I was paying more attention than Kathy Hilton, who was seen reapplying her lip gloss while on stage, while SVU legend Mariska Hargitay gave a heartwarming and moving speech. You can always count on the Real Housewives star to keep things quirky. <laughs> if you haven't seen them pop up on your Facebook, Feed, I urge you to check out some of the memes capturing it all go down. They're all over TikTok and they're hilarious. To me, one of the best moments of the night happened on the red carpet when Shania Twain rolled up in her iconic leopard print from her That Don't Impress Me Much music video. She had the hood, the pink hair, everything. I don't care what she says. Looking that good, what, three decades later? That is impressive. And Shania later took home the Music Icon Award, but that was after she gave a stunning and spirited mashup performance of her biggest hits, including her iconic, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Red shirt, short skirts, 
The crowd really got into it. The Kardashians were feeling it. I was feeling it. Kelly Clarkson was singing along with her daughter. I mean, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't love that song. Ryan Reynolds was also on hand to take home some hardware last night. And I swear, I'm not just highlighting all the big wins for my fellow Canadians. Reynolds took home the People's Icon Award, and he's someone who made quite a name for himself as being witty and sarcastic. But last night, we I saw a different side of Mr. Deadpool. During his really touching acceptance speech, Reynolds got pretty emotional talking about his loving and very pregnant wife, Blake Lively, who was home and their three daughters. Blake and my girls, you are quite literally, you're my heart, you're my hope, you're my happiness. Uh, I joke that my family exhausts me, but in reality, you give me more strength than any man could possibly deserve. And last but not least, seeing Selma Blair and Sarah Michelle Geller together really, really warmed my soul. Geller presented her friend and Cruel Intentions co-star with the Competition Contestant of 2022 Award. Blair started her acceptance speech off by immediately joking about her 2000 MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss, which she won for her uh, on-screen smooch, of course, with Geller in Cruel Attentions. Selma said, the last time I won an award was when I kissed you, Sarah. Selma's work battling through MS on such a demanding show as Dancing with the Stars was truly inspiring to so many people who watched. And it was so great to see her honored on stage last night in front of the world. 2022 is coming to a close, which can only mean one thing. It's time for the best of lists of the year. That's right. Start looking for those top nine photos and making those TikTok compilation reels because it's time to reflect on what was important this year which is why this week, Entertainment Weekly has put out its best of lists in movies, television, books, and more. I could not be more excited to discuss these lists. And here to break them down with me is EW's editor-in-chief himself, Patrick Gomez. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Nigel. So let's jump right into some of the films that made the best of lists. Which of these really stuck out to you? Well, I'll start off by saying this list that we're going to kind of go over uh, was compiled by our film critic, Leah Greenblatt. And I was so surprised by some of her choices and so just delighted on, on some of the others. Uh, some of those being Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. This is a movie that I feel like easily could have faded into the background, but continues to be part of the conversation, even though it was released this past summer. If you're not familiar with it, Jenny Slate created this character, God, years ago at this point. It started because she was in a tiny hotel room for a friend's wedding, I believe. And she just felt like there were so many people crammed in this hotel room that she just started talking in this little tiny voice. And it evolved into Marcella's Shell with Shoes On, which was a digital short, and then a children's book, and now a full-length movie. And you would think, oh, like that's not going to sustain a full film. And it really does in a really heartwarming way. I also love Isabella Rossellini's voice in that she plays her grandmother in the film. And wow, what an incredible voice actress she is. Yes. Number four, she has Top Gun Maverick, um, which I have to completely agree. It just was such a fantastic continuation of the story. Everyone in it is so charming. And it's just a damn good time. Again, another one that like I was like, wait, I'm laughing now. I'm crying now. I'm smiling now. I'm crying again. All the feelings and with Lady Gaga's song coming on at the end. I mean, wow. Yes. And uh, The Banshees of Inishirin was number two on our list. That stars Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. A lot of people in our office at EW think that Colin Farrell is probably the front runner for best actor for this. It's set in a rural Irish village and it's just beautifully shot and 
fantastic performances and just give director Martin McDonough just so much credit for putting together a fantastic film. He, um, he's behind three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri um, as well, which people might remember. Um, and then number one on our list is Tar, which is very close on the top of my own personal list. This stars Kate Blanchett as a composer, a leader of an orchestra. A little off kilter. It definitely gets towards Black Swan territory. It's about how like art and uh, entitlement can just take over someone. It's very, very, very good, in my opinion. All right, so now let's pivot to the worst in movies. I have a little bone to pick. I have to say, I'm very surprised to see The Whale here. It was one of my favorites this year. I have to say, I don't know if it made my worst list, but I have to agree with a lot of Leah's criticism here. I just, it was not for me. It felt a little like, almost like a body horror film in a way that I don't know that it intended to be. Director Darren Aronofsky is always known for going big. He swung for the fences. And I think the performances are fantastic. There were some script choices um, and some tone choices that just never were able to hook me in. But I'm glad you loved it. And that's that's what art is about. It's about... Exactly. It's about, Divisive. That's and, totally fine. Yeah. Maybe I, it caught me on a weekday, but you had to literally wipe me off the floor at the end of this movie. I was so devastated and just weeping in my seat. I'm so happy for Brendan Fraser. All of the performances are incredible in it. Samantha Morton's also in it. It's a very quiet, small film, but I thought all the performances were great. I just didn't love the film as a whole. Totally fair. All right. Television made a huge splash this year. Which are your personal favorites on the list, Patrick? So we have two TV critics, Darren Franich and Kristen Baldwin. So I'll start off with some of Darren's choices that didn't make Kristen's list. One being The Bear, which stars Jeremy Allen White on FX. If you're not familiar with it, it's why everyone was saying yes, chef, for a couple months this year. Oh, yeah. Story about a chef and him kind of taking over a restaurant that was previously owned by his brother who passes away. Beautiful story. Jeremy Allen White is fantastic in it. And I also want to shout out that Darren put Below Deck Sailing Yacht on his list. I'm so happy to see a Bravo reality show on here. I love that. And on paper, Darren might not be like Below Deck's like target demo, but Sailing Yacht made his list. On Kristen's list, some of the ones that she uh, highlighted were Severance. This was on Apple TV, and it stars Adam Scott, and you, you're really not sure what's going on for the first few episodes. But then about episode four, it just takes off like a bullet, and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I'm watching this. Since I have you here, we are approaching award show season furiously. Who are you betting on this season, and which of the shows are your favorites? It's so interesting because usually Golden Globes would be the easy answer. It's the party show. It's the one that everyone remembers because everyone's just sitting around at tables and they're moving around during commercial breaks and you get to see really fun interactions. Obviously, it's coming back this year. It's airing on a Tuesday night on NBC. Um, this is after a hiatus, after they went through a large amount of controversy. It was a very small group of people. It's still a small group, but they've gotten larger as they've gotten criticism about the diversity within their group. Um, there also took some steps to change the ethics of like the types of gifts that they're able to receive from people as they kind of volley for awards attention from them. Anecdotally, in the business, everyone's a little bit wary about that show right now. Yeah. But in terms of general audience, all my friends who aren't in the industry are like, oh my God, I'm so glad the Globes are back. They aren't paying that much attention to all the drama. I assumed that people after the last few years, would be paying closer attention to that sort of stuff, but it doesn't seem the case. Well, thank you so much, Patrick, for taking the time to be with us today. And everyone, make sure to go to EW.com to see more of Entertainment's Best of 2022. Thanks again. The last thing I want to leave you with is one more moment from last night's People's Choice Awards that really moved me, and I hope it's something to make you smile. 
One of my faves, Lizzo, was honored with the People's Champion Award, which was presented by none other than her own mother. What a very special moment. So I'm gonna be honest, when I first heard about this award, I was on the fence about whether I should accept because if I'm the People's Champ, I don't need a trophy for championing people. You know what I'm saying? And in true Lizzo fashion, she got candid and didn't want to make it all about her. I'm here tonight because to be an icon isn't about how long you've had your platform. Being an icon is what you do with that platform. Lizzo has lived up to that mantra throughout her career. She's amplified marginalized voices and she used her platform last night to highlight others. The pop star brought out over a dozen activists and then gave them a shout out one by one with their names and what causes they fight for. There was a 15-year-old who fought for folks to have clean water in Flint, Michigan and across the country. Lizzo then put off spotlight on the founder of the Women's March Foundation. And then there was another woman, a teacher and literal hero who was there during the horrific Uvalde shooting. I mean, I could go on and on and on, and Lizzo sure did. Her acceptance speech highlighting and hyping up these incredible people went on for nearly seven minutes before inviting them all to take a bow with her. She's truly an icon and a champion of the people. I highly recommend checking out her speech for yourself. Just another reason to love Lizzo, as if you really needed another excuse. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Janine will be back on the mic tomorrow for your Thursday edition of People Every Day.